This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team, and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machine is firing up. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Business Machine. And today, I'm your host, Brian Town, and CEO of Michigan Creative. And today, we have, like always, another badass on our show today, but this one, you're in for a treat. Jen Scalia is here with us today, and we're really excited to have her on our show. And Jen Scalia, in just one year, went from rock bottom, losing the love of her life, moving in with her parents, oh man, <laughs> and going into debt to creating a multi six figure business and becoming an online superstar known for her tough love, no BS style. Jen helps entrepreneurs overhaul their biggest fears and empowers them to share their message with the world. Jen, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. So somebody comes up to you at a party, networking party, or you're just out at the grocery store, wherever you are, and they say, hey, you know, what do you do? What do you tell them? I help people build a business online and get more clients and make more money. I like that. That's always something that we have to work on. And is that one of the things that, that I, I know there's a lot of things that you would do with your clients. Is that one of the things that you can help them with? And how important is that sort of one elevator? I didn't think calling it that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of calling it an elevator. It's easy either, mm -hmm. but I think that it, you know, sometimes they just call it like your one liner. Okay. Um, you know, I think it's just, it is very important to be able to sum up what you do in layman's term, especially in the online world. People try to use all this jargon and, and yeah. normal people just don't understand and they end up looking at you like you have three heads. So it is really important to just come up with a really succinct, easy to understand one liner that explains what you do. And I, I like your story. And I, I hate to say I like your story because it, it's like, man, that's pretty tough. But what I like about it, and if you go to her website, you guys, you'll really see that she's down to earth as she says she is, read through her water. But what I really like, and talk about that time when, you, you know, that was pretty, you were pretty dark. It was pretty, you know, you didn't really know where you were going to go and, and kind of what to do. And what I really like about it is that you kind of figured out, well, shit, I've got to, I've got to do this myself and, and I got to make phone calls and I got to be contacting clients and I've got to do this. And I really like that part. Tell us what, what really turned, made you decide, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I have to do. Cause most people would take a lot longer to get out of that. I think. Yeah, absolutely. When I started my business, I, it was a bad year. <laughs> I had a lot working against me, divorce, depression, debt, becoming a single mom, moving back in with my parents, like just anything that is like the worst thing that could happen to you happened to me all within the same year. And yeah. like you said, most people would probably wallow in that and sure. oh, woe is me and you know, I can't do this and life sucks and all that. And I did for a little bit. I mean, I'll admit that. Um, but you know, it really came to a point where, um, and I have, a, I have a son, he's five years old now, really came to a point where I was trying in my business, kind of, um, and I really had to make a decision to either go all in or go get a job. And right. I knew that I didn't want to go back and get a job because the whole point was that I wanted to be able to spend time with my son and watch him grow up. And plus, I didn't really like working for people too much. So um, that's when I really decided to go all in and I was running out of money. I was running out of options and I had those two choices. 
Now, it seems like some of the stuff on there too, and I, you know, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, I downloaded the 24 steps or the free uh, on there, and I would recommend anybody that's listening to go to Jen's website and download that because there's so many tips in there. And I think some of those things, and, and maybe it's just coming from me as a marketing person, like a lot of those things make sense. Mm-hmm. But do you find that really just telling people these ideas that you have on that sheet, they're like, oh, I could do that, or I could do that. And it kind of makes it sound easy once you read it. Do you find, yeah, yeah okay. I didn't want to, well, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't you know what, the, the reason why I created that, and I created that, it was literally almost a year ago, and it's still on my website because I get so much amazing feedback from it. I think yeah. that it's really actionable. I think a lot of people get stuck in this sure. idea that there's only one way to do it. And so I created that to show them, no, there's not just one way to do it. There's tons of different ways to do it. And if you don't like Facebook, then you can find clients on Twitter. If you hate LinkedIn, you can do webinars. If you don't like to be on video, you can create a podcast. So, you know, it really was just to show people that there's so many different ways to be successful in business. Yeah. And I like that there's a list because even though there's a lot on there, you know, you could take, there's four or five things on there that I think you could probably get from your clients to go, Oh, I could, I could do that. Oh yeah. I could make a couple phone calls a day. Oh yeah. I could go and meet people at these meetups. That's no problem. I like doing that. And if they just did a couple of those, Mm -hmm. don't you think that that's even a step that most people aren't even taking? Absolutely. I think a lot of people are getting stuck. Like I said, on just one thing, you know, and then if that thing doesn't work, then they feel like quitting. Yeah, right. Or they're trying to do too many things. They're like, I need to be on Twitter and I need to be, yeah. to be on Instagram. I need to be on Periscope. I mean, there's so there's a new thing that comes out every day. And yeah. I think you, you need to find what works for you and, and also what works for your clients. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely have a feel good policy when it comes to my clients. Um, I have a, a wide range of people. Some of them are introverts like me. Um, you know, Wait, some of them are on, back up a little bit. <laughs> Wait, back up. So you're an introvert. I am an introvert. You are not yes. an introvert. Everyone says that to me, and okay. I think I had to grow into um, just being this, you know, the face of my brand, um, and that was another decision that I had to make was, yeah, are yeah, you yeah. Keep hiding behind a social media, are you going to keep hiding behind, you know, this, like, pretty website, or are you going to own it, you know, and I had to do that, but I am very much so introverted. Because <laughs> you can't tell that from the website. <laughs> but you're right, though, because you either have to do one or the other. You can't kind of be the brand, the face of the brand, and then kind of not be. You either mm-hmm. have to be the brand or not. And, and we struggle with that here, too, because I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not an introvert, but, but also I don't want people to know that it's me running the company. Like, I just, I want them to think it's all my staff. But then somebody had told me on a podcast, like, hey, man, you, you really got, you know, you got to tell people that, that there is a brand behind you. And so that was hard. That was hard for us to do. Yeah. So tell us about 10 years from now. We always like to look. And that's a long time, especially in our field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a long time anyway. So, but I like to do that. And I don't want to know a strategic plan. I, you know, I don't like strategic plans. I don't like things like that. But I, I do want to know where you think your company will be or where do you hope? If you could fly through your office building or you could go to a meeting that you were helping a client out, what would 2025 look like for you? Well, hearing that number. Yeah. 2026. <laughs> oh my God. That number is, it, it sounds insane right now. They'll be flying cars. Um, <laughs> but you know, for me, um, what I'm really trying to do with my business is make it more of um, a training and education. Um, mm-hmm. So I find that I, you know, even though I'm a coaching consultant, I find that my zone of genius is more in the teaching. Yep. 
telling people how to do things. So, you know, I really would want a company where it's more education based, where I am, um, you know, maybe that's through books, um, speaking. Uh, I also have a membership site where I teach people different parts of um, online business. So I would like my business to be more in that direction and less, you know, the one-on-one work, less of the consulting work. So, so take us through that, that, that first, somebody comes to you and what I used to be an educator for 15 years. And when, when I saw a student really get it and they're like, I, man, I get this. I love this. This is so fun. That was probably the most rewarding thing. I still get that with my employees and interns today. Take us to that moment when you meet that client and you're working with her and all of a sudden from day one, they're like, eh, who am I to start this company and who am I to do this, that that sort of complex that people have that I'm not good enough to do this to the next day or the next week or the next month. They're like totally different. What's that feel like and what's that look like for you? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like it's so rewarding, you know, because you feel like you're actually making a difference. And I also feel like, you know, we get a kind of a bad rap, you know, as like online marketers sometimes. Um, And we really are changing lives. You know, if, if I can help someone overcome their fears and like really own their stuff and go out there and create a business that, you know, fuels their lifestyle that, you know, brings an income in that is just so pleasing to me. And it's another reason why, like I mentioned the membership site for me, like I am going to be able to help, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, thousands. of people right. at thousands. one time, as opposed to just spending, you know, a couple hours a week working one-on-one with someone. So my reach is going to be bigger. My impact is going to be bigger. And that is more important to me than, you know, charging high prices for, you know, consulting. So I looked at your website and there's a lot, there's, I don't know, 20, 20 video testimonials, if not more. And I just, I love those stories. And I think that's a really good idea because the red testimonials are great too, but who knows who wrote those. So I really like the way that you've done that. And I like the honesty that the women are, are really telling what you did for them. So why did you make that decision to really narrow focus and say, look, I'm going to help women, women business owners and women, women entrepreneurs. What was that decision? And was that ever a decision or is that just like, that's what I'm going to do? I love that you brought this question up because I have been kind of wrestling with this a little bit um, as to why did, how did that even happen? You know, I don't know if it was just, you know, that's where my comfort level was at that time. Like maybe I, I felt like, I couldn't help a man or, you know, the male energy is so much different um, than female energy. And I also feel like I am um, also very masculine. So I think it just works. You know, I, you know, my strengths work with, you know, what my clients have going on, but I actually just had a man sign up for my membership site last night. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And did you kick kick him out right away? No, no. It's funny (laughs) because, you know, I I was just having this conversation yesterday with my online business manager and, you know, I was telling her I'm struggling a little bit. Like I want to expand, you know, but like everything is on my site is geared towards women. Like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have had men reach out to me and ask me if I work with men and, you know, say that they want to work with me and things like that. Um, and we've had about three men come through my membership site. So it's just funny that we were just talking about that. And, you know, I just keep getting these signs that like I should open up more. But to be honest, like I think the whole reason was I kind of got sucked into this like online marketing thing of like you have to have your ideal client and my yeah. ideal client was a woman sure. and so that's where all of my marketing all of my efforts went into helping women and also you know just being a woman myself I feel like women can really relate to me and they can relate to my story 
Yeah. And I think a lot of the stuff too, is that they, you know, they're kind of off on their Island too, because they're running this business and consulting all by themselves. So I think it's kind of nice to have somebody who's been in that position too, where, you know, here you were who you worked for somebody else. And now all of a sudden you're off and kind of on your own. And I think working with other moms, I think that might be something that they can relate to as well. So I get it. I was going to join the Facebook group, but I didn't know if I'd get kicked out. So I didn't join. Uh, so that's know. funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. We were just talking about that too. I was like, I wonder if guys would even want to be. Called, yeah, I don't know. Like, do guys want to be called babes? I don't know. Maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> Every day. So, so Jen, we, t- we talk about the machine and the reason why it's called the machine, there's multiple reasons, but why we call it the business machine is one, we think that people need to put things in their business, um, like what you do, automated marketing and funnels and things like that, that help the machine run by itself. But also, we think that we're, you and I, are, are, and our employees are really important pieces of that machine. But we are technically the machine. I mean, we, if, if we're not doing things and if we're not there and up and all the time, we're kind of we're on an island as CEOs. You know, we can't tell people when we're worried about uh, what's going on in the company. But we have to be smart and take care of ourselves both physically and mentally. How do you do that? How do you take care of yourself so that you know that you can run your business, you know, cause here you are a coach telling everybody else how to run their business. So yours is absolutely perfect in the background. How do you make sure that you keep yourself running a, as a fine tuned machine? Mm, great question. And this is something that I think in the beginning I definitely battled with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just hustled, hustled, hustled for a long time. And, you know, I did let, you know, I gained a couple pounds. I kind of let, let my weight go and, you know, things like that. But, um, you know, for me, um, self-care for me is really just taking that time out and sending, setting boundaries um, with my work, what days I'm going to work, what hours I'm going to work. Um, who I'm going to work with. Um, I do some stuff, you know, to take care of myself. I work out. I actually normally would be working out if we weren't having this conversation right now. Oh, great. Um, (laughs) You know, I work out in the morning, try to get a little workout in 20, 30 minutes, nothing crazy. Um, I do a lot of mindset work um, in the mornings before I even, you know, get out of bed. So that's a lot of gratitude. That is. um, Yeah, I like that. That's huge. Yeah. Setting up myself, you know, for the day. talking about the things that I want, um, really feeling into those things. I do hypnotherapy before I go to bed. So I'm definitely, definitely working on the mind stuff a lot. Yeah. And I think I, you have to. <laughs> yeah. And I need to work on that too. And, and it's funny because when I work out during the week and I don't do anything crazy, but when I work out and when I do a little bit of meditation in the morning, you know, nothing hippy dippy, just a couple of mindfulness things. Um, I have a great week. It's yeah. just awesome. And I can feel the difference, but then I don't do it because I just, whatever, some weeks I don't do it. And I feel like shit. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why wouldn't you just do it? So it definitely makes a difference. It's crazy how fast it works. I know. And it's right? also crazy how quickly you can fall out of it when you stop doing it. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy. Like I, this week, last week I did pretty good this week. I'm doing okay. But, <laughs> day um, by day. Yeah, I know day by day. So Jen, talk about, we talk about mistakes on here. Um, and the reason why we do is because we started this, I, I'm like, I want to write a book and one day I'll write a book, but I'm not going to write a book about all the great things that we did at Michigan Creative. I'm just going to talk about all the mistakes that we made along the way. And everybody's like, holy shit, I'd read that book. And so we decided to start a podcast, not based on, on mistakes, but really to talk to people about some mistakes that they made. So what do you think was one of your biggest mistakes? Or if you could tell somebody, don't do this, what would it be? 
Hmm. You know, I think the biggest mistake that I made and big mistake I see a lot of people making is trying to do it on their own. Um, I think sometimes like that solopreneur is glorified and it really is really, really tough if you're out there and you're trying to make something happen on your own. Like for me, I, you know, I wouldn't get a coach. I wouldn't hire anybody. Like it was just always, you know, Jen's going to do everything. Jen, you know, is going to do everything from, you know, creating the images to coaching people. It was just insane. And that's when I kind of burnt myself into the ground. Um, So I think definitely just get help. Like number one, like however that looks for you, whether that's hiring an assistant, whether that's hiring a coach, whether that's, you know, outsourcing copy or graphic design or something, you can't do it on your own. And that's a huge mistake I see a lot of people make. Yeah, and there's so much help out there. And then just having people that are in or have been in it, just to have, you know, a mastermind group, or there's social media groups, there's Facebook groups. One, one of the things that we struggle with here and I struggle with is when I first started my company five years ago, I was like, telling people advice because they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you quit your full-time job and now you're doing this. So when I started, it was all exciting and I was like, oh, just quit. Just do it. You, you'll be fine. Now, <laughs> after I realized how it's the hardest thing that I've ever done, I tell people, well, hold on a minute. Yeah. Awful idea. <laughs> awful idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Do not do it. <laughs> you know, stay, you're getting paid every two weeks, right? Great. Awesome. Awesome. But, um, but what I do tell them is, okay, let's think about this and then let's get your side hustle going first. And so what do you tell people that are in that? I mean, you can't, you know, even though you have a really good system that you could plug somebody into pretty quickly and make them successful, it can't just be any business, right? Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. Like I, I don't think I quit my, I had like a bridge job, I guess you can call it. I was doing real estate on the side Um, while I was building my business. I had been in real estate for like 12 years. So it was easy for me to just kind of in and out, you know, it wasn't anything where I had to be there nine to five and I did not quit that job until I was making like consistently at least $10,000 a month. Yeah. See, and I like that. And that's what they say. When your side hustle can replace the income that you're currently making, then that might be a time to make the leap. Yeah. Yeah. I see people, way too many people are just like, oh, I want to spend all this time in my business. And, you know, I can't do that if I'm working. And it's like, yeah, but you don't have any clients. Like you don't, you know, I'll get clients. And it costs money to run a business. People have this false idea that, you know, they can come in and bootstrap and be a solopreneur and, you know, just, drink margaritas on the beach within a couple months. And that's just not the reality. Yeah. I'm not there yet. It's five years later and I have not drank a margarita on a beach yet, but I plan on it a couple more years. So we talk a lot of people and I, and I, I'm glad that that was, you know, the realization that I had, because if I could do it all over again, that's what I would have done, but maybe not because we're here where we are today and we're doing all right. So, yeah. So what do you have to work on? I know you probably don't have any faults, right, Jen? So (laughs) what's your biggest fault and how are you going to tackle that? Or how do you always tackle it? You know, I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying about, you know, taking care of myself. Um, You know, it's something, like I said, I struggled with because I hustled, like I hustled my ass off um, for the first year. And, um, you know, now I'm starting to see like, oh, okay. Um, Now I got to kind of revisit my relationships, my health, you know, and uh, for me right now, my biggest thing is making sure that everything else in my life is in line with what I have going on in my business. So the business is is successful, um, doing great. Everything's perfect. Um, and you know, my health and my relationship, eh, not so much. So I'm trying to, you know, just make sure that I'm like fully aligned in all areas of my life, complete self mastery. That's kind of what I'm working on right now. 
Yeah, it seems like every Sunday night I tell my wife, all right, this is the week. This is healthy week. <laughs> and she's like, I thought that was last week. I'm like, oh, it's this week. Yeah. She's like, okay, great. Keep it going. Um, I don't like the term work-life balance, but I, but I, do like to, I do like to talk about it, and especially in our businesses, because we could be working all the time. And in a sense, if we really like our job, there is no balance. It's mm-hmm. you know, part, of, part of our life. But with cell phones, with clients that really, really need us, and with your five-year-old, even if you can turn your phone off and not be at the computer, sometimes for me anyway, I've got three children, it's sometimes hard to turn it off in your head. And so our, how, how can we do that as entrepreneurs and how do you tell your clients to be able to be able to shut off? Cause I think you have to shut it off. One of the things that we talked about with a lot of our clients and also some entrepreneurs is that what happens is you feel like if you're not working on your business, you're losing money. Mm. And so that's like, if I'm not on the computer at night, not responding to emails, not maybe tweeting something, mm-hmm. whatever, I feel like, well, shit, I'm losing money. But we've got to turn it off, and we've got to turn it off not just by hitting the power button, but we've got to be able to turn it off in our head. Can you do that, and are, how are you able to do that? It's tough for me. Um, it's because tough like for you me said, too. like I love what I do. Like sure. I just love being on the computer. I love creating stuff. I love writing. So you know, when I'm bored or when I have nothing going on with clients, I really don't want to sit there and watch TV. Like I'd rather create something or write. Sure, something. sure. So it, is, it is tough. Um, I have been able to, um, like I mentioned before, like set boundaries. One of the one of the first things I did, which was it, it was hard for me to do, and it was really also at the same time very um, relieving for me, was putting an autoresponder on my email. Oh man! I, I check my emails, you know, a couple times a day. I'm only available from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. After that. Um, you know, you'll hear from me the next day and if it's on the weekend, you'll hear from me on Monday. So that was like the first big step. Wow. Um, <laughs> my clients would, my clients would have heart attacks. Yeah. I mean, it was tough because, you know, I do allow my clients to contact me through email as well. And, you know, to like kind of set those boundaries. And it's funny, I was just saying this the other day that, you know, I would get an email and immediately respond to it. Sure. And if I didn't like, there's this thing in my head that was like, oh my gosh, they know that I read it. I have to respond, you know. Um, they're going, well, what is she thinking right now? Yeah, What's why didn't she write back? It's been oh my gosh, minutes, it's awful. Know? Yeah. So, so that's really helped because now I'm like, no, I have this autoresponder that said, I'll respond, you know, in a certain amount of time. The one thing I do hate that we were just talking about this like horrible feature that's on Facebook Messenger <laughs> that if somebody messages you and you read it, it tells them that you read it. I know. The other day I was like, I was just clicking on that, like, oh yeah, and then I hit it and I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a little thing if you swipe and then you can click down and mark it as unread. Oh. Um, so I'll do that sometimes. I'll read it and then I'll really quickly mark it as unread <laughs> so that they don't know. But I'm like, that. what a horrible feature. Oh, that's terrible. Well, text messages yeah. on your iPhone can do that. You can yeah. do that Oh, I know. So yeah, setting boundaries definitely has been, you know, huge for me, like, you know, with other people, you know, now yeah, I'm yeah. kind of working on those boundaries with myself, like, you know, <laughs> can I go on vacation and leave my computer? Probably not, yeah, um, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, it's tough. It's really well, tough. The little things that I've done, and I don't do it all the time, but what I did last weekend, my son had a basketball game. And so I just left my phone in the car mm-hmm. and that was huge because what I would do is when there was a timeout. I would look at my phone yeah. and there's no, there's, it was a Saturday. There's nothing I need to be doing that day. So all I did was leave it in the car and that was awesome. I watched the whole game, wasn't distracted. No problem. 
Yeah. I checked for my phone in my pocket a couple of times. It wasn't <laughs> so I thought, oh my gosh, where is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I freaked out. Then I was all right. So employees are our biggest asset for us anyway. We have a brick and mortar store or uh, office here and we have about 12 employees and they're our biggest asset. We can't do without them, but it's also my biggest expense. Mm. How do you make sure that you get the right employees? And then how do you make sure, because I know they're probably not in an office with you. They're probably all over the place or remote. And how do you make sure that you get the right ones? And And I think that's easy. To me, that's an easy part. But how do you make sure that every single day they're happy and doing what they want to be doing? and they're enjoying their work. Cause that's the most important thing for me. I want my employees to enjoy what they do every single day. Yeah, I totally agree with, you know, the employees being a, a big asset and also a big expense. <laughs> yeah. um, right now, you know, my two main employees are a virtual assistant and an online business manager. Cool. And um, they're really great. Um, I had some experiences before where I kind of just hired people on the whim and they weren't such a great fit and, yeah. you know, things weren't getting done. And I, it, I was actually, you know, harder on me because I was kind of picking up the slack and then I'm thinking, why am I paying these people and I'm still doing everything now? <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, I actually just fired my entire team in December. Holy um, cow. <laughs> hired a new team. And they both just came and swooped right in and stepped right in and took over. And it has been amazing. And, you know, I think part of it, like you said, is that they are happy. You know, yeah. like we just have a really great relationship. Cool. They love what I'm doing. They love what I'm about. I inspired them. Yep. And, you know, that makes for a great relationship because they want to be a part of it. You know, they want to um, learn from me. They want to, you know, be involved. Um, my online business manager actually she says she wants to um, she wants to be like the right hand man of you know an entrepreneur that makes a million dollars this year and I was like hey that's gonna be me you know <laughs> so yeah. you know like she has her own ambitions as well and yeah. it's yeah. just really amazing um, to work with those two and you know we're always in contact we're always you know Facebook messaging and you know emailing and and all kinds of stuff but we work really well together it's amazing. Yeah. And I love my favorite quote that I use quotes all the time. I'm a cheesy teacher. I use quotes all the time. But one of them, and two, that one I heard recently, but the one I use all the time is that um, a, a great leader um, makes everyone around him or her better than they are. Yeah. And I really like that. And I try to do that. And then also, you know, I, I made a goal to make sure that I hired people that were smarter and better than I was, which I mean, that's not that hard. That's important. Yeah, that's important. Hard. Yeah, <laughs> not that smart. So that's pretty easy. But, um, but I, I like that. And then I heard something the other day, too, that was kind of hard to take a little bit. But, it, you know, there's the whole thing, be the smartest person in the room. And I heard the exact opposite was, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yep. And I was like, wow, that really makes sense. And they're right. Because if you are, then you're not learning anything. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that you brought that up, too, because I definitely feel like at some point in my business, I was kind of hanging with people who were not quite where I was and right. it made me kind of feel like, Hmm, you know, not only did I kind of feel like I was being taken advantage of sometimes, you sure, know, if we sure. like in a group or a mastermind, but you know, I really made a decision that, you know, if I wanted to grow, I needed to be with people who were either where I'm at or way above. Yeah. That's yeah. I want to be, you know, and if I continue hanging around with people who are, you know, I don't want to say lower, like they're bad, you know, they're bad or they're worse than me. But, you know, if I'm hanging around with people who are making, you know, $2,000 a month, you know, that's just not going to do anything for me in terms of growth in my business. I need right. to be with some people who are 
where I wanted it. Yeah, it was a podcast. I don't know if it was John or John Lee Dumas or Jordan, but they they said that if you want to be a millionaire, you need you need to hang out with billionaires. Mm-hmm. And I don't know any billionaires. I, I know very I few don't, millionaires. I don't know but... any billionaires. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you let me know. <laughs> What's your favorite quote, Jen? You have a quote you like? I have a lot too. I, I'm definitely a quote person. I have this whole um, album on my phone that just says like quotes. I have quotes everywhere. But cool. um, one of my favorite ones, and I actually have it on the bottom of my email, so that way if anybody emails me about you know working together or anything like that, and. Uh, basically what it says is that in any given moment, we have two options. We can either step forward into greatness mm-hmm. or step back into safety. Um, and I think it's really important for entrepreneurs because sometimes when we get caught up, it's so easy for us to stay where we are and stay in our comfort zone. And that's yeah. not going to help us at all. And I think it, because as an entrepreneur and a, and a CEO, I mean, we worry, I worry all the time. And, and I read something the other day. It's like, if you're not worried, you're not doing anything. And you're not scared. You're not doing anything. Yep. Well, oh man, I must be doing a lot because I'm scared <laughs> of shit and worried all the time. So. <laughs> What's a book? Give us a book that you really like. Um, and I know you're either working on a book or you published a book, so it can't be that one, but we can talk about that too. But what's another book that you would suggest or that you suggest your clients to read? Oh gosh, this is a great question. And um, there's several books, um, but I think really the one that kind of changed my perspective on everything was uh, Profit First. Mm-hmm. Um, have you read that book? I no. can't say the guy's last name, so I'm not going to butcher it. Um, <laughs> but it's at Mike and the last name is M. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's Profit First and it basically talks about like how to handle your money. Um, Perfect. You know, starting out as, a, as an entrepreneur and I made this big mistake, you know, I was kind of putting all the money into one pot, not paying myself, yeah. uh, you know, all just putting it right back into the business, still had no money. So, you know, this book really t- walks you through like creating multiple um, bank accounts, creating, um, you know, a income for yourself, um, paying yourself first, and then whatever is left over that's actually the profit of your business, you know? So it's a really smart book to read. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. We made a lot of those mistakes in the beginning and still we do too. I mean, there's some weeks when I'm the last person and I don't, you know, if, yeah. if anybody doesn't get paid, it's going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's rough. So and my wife, my wife thinks that's pretty rough too. So yeah, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> if you could meet and have dinner with any business owner, Jen, who would it be and why? Ooh, good question. Business owner. Um, I'm going to have to say, this is probably so cliche. That's all right. Um, but I'm going to have to say Tony Robbins because he right. is yeah. like one of the people that started me on kind of this mindset journey. And I didn't even know it. Like I started working on mindset stuff about 12 years ago, um, but I didn't really know that's what it was. And I started by like reading his books and his books really kind of um, turned my life around because I was kind of in like a negative space, like people that I was around, my family was very old school. Yep. So he kind of like um, opened my eyes to like the possibilities. And I just love how like real he is. Um, he curses a lot too. I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah. and he's just so You honest. always know that's a good person. <laughs> exactly. He's just so honest. And I think it would be amazing to like sit at dinner with him and, and yeah. be able to pick his brain and talk with him. And you know what I like about him is that it's funny because I haven't, I, you know, before I got into this business, just about last year, like I kind of forgot about Tony Robbins. Mm. Hopefully he's not listening. I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> but maybe he does, Tony. So sorry. 
but I remember he was really popular. It seemed like years yeah. and years and years ago. In the nineties. Yeah, man. And he was doing the CDs and the tapes probably back in the nineties. And then, uh, and now he's still around, man, doing the same yeah. thing and doing it in this different medium. So, I mean, he's, he's lasted. Yeah. That message is, is not really changed and nobody really talked about mindset, but now it seems to be kind of a buzzword and, and yeah. talking about mindfulness and it's not so hippy dippy anymore. And it's, important. Yeah. and you know, somebody like me, like, you, you know, last year you talked about meditation. I've been like, Oh, yeah, I'm not going to meditate. <laughs> now it's like, yeah, med- I got to meditate. So yeah, I like that. I, I need to get back into Tony because he's always been somebody that I've looked up to. What technology app or software can you not live without? Ooh, lots of them. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, let's see. Um, what I can't live without has got to be um, my grid diary. And this kind of goes into what we were just talking about with the mindfulness and the mindset. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but I don't know if it's only available on um, iOS. But basically what it is, it's an app that is um, – ask you a bunch of questions so it'll ask you you know um what did i accomplish today really set three goals for tomorrow what made me happy today how did i feel today and you can actually put your own questions so for me that's actually where i put in my gratitude so i'll say like what were you thankful for today and you know um put whatever you want in there did you work out today um did you eat well today <laughs> so kind of you can know you put no like, can it be like no i, I really did like no i suck um yes exactly and that's why i like it because it actually makes you reflect or what you've not done so really? um i love that app i just think it's what, what is it called uh the grid diary okay Cool. I'll have to do that. I don't know if I want to do that because then I'll go back and go. Oh my God, <laughs> hey, have you ever heard of um? Have you ever heard of Pavlock? Pavlock. No. All right. So it is this. This is another really cool thing you can look up. It's basically a watch um, that you put on your wrist. Um, okay. It's not a watch because it doesn't tell you time, but um, it's a wristband that you put on your wrist. And whenever you're trying to break a bad habit, it could be smoking, could be you know eating sugar, could be not going to the gym. Um, you shock yourself yes with the thing <laughs> oh my god it's gonna go off like not, i thought yeah, it's gonna just keep going off the whole time. and you can actually have set it you know so that they have an app on the phone so somebody else can shock you if they see oh, yeah. something we're yeah. not doing that <laughs> my kids want to put the dog collar the invisible well dog. that's pretty much what it is <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get it what's your favorite place to eat or drink in, in your area so Ooh. if you ever come to visit you oh where, yeah where, i i where, where is your area my area is in the middle of nowhere, New Jersey. Nice. Um, so most people, when I say New Jersey, they think New York automatically. Yeah. I live about two and a half hours from New York, okay. um, out, right outside of Philadelphia, um, closer to Delaware. So lots of trees, lots of woods, lots of farms. Pretty. Um, but, you know, uh, my favorite restaurant is called the Franklinville Inn, and it's very um, old school. Um, you kind of walk in, you have like the paneling and, you know, very old place, but the food is outstanding and they do, um, basically like steaks and seafood. Mm. So amazing. <laughs> I always get hungry at the end of every podcast. <laughs> so Jen, uh, wrapping up last two questions here, what's the best way to get in touch with you? How should people do that? And, um, should they go to the website so they do get you on social media? How should they find what you have? 
Definitely the website. Um, and you can get to everything else from my website. So I always send people there on jenscalia.com. I keep it super simple. I'm Jen Scalia everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Periscope, yep. whatever. Yeah. Um, Jen Scalia. I guess not too many people have my name. So that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, my website. And like you mentioned earlier, that, that 26 ways guide, like download that. It's, it's amazing. That's um, awesome. I love it. Incredible feedback on that. So if you're looking to grow your business online, that's where you got to go. So Jen, last question. It's a big one. What do you think or what do you hope your legacy, Jen Scalia's legacy will be? Oh, this is a good one. Um, and I do want to leave a legacy. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's really important that you ask that um, because I think a lot of people get into this and they just want to make money or right. get out of debt or pay their mortgage or whatever. Or they do all that and then they're <laughs> 75 and they're like, shit. Yeah. And, you know, I really do. And, you know, at some point, maybe like five years ago, I would never even think that way. Um, but, you know, I really just want to um, empower people. And, you know, I really don't like that word, but I think that's the best word to use here is that, you know, you really have the ability to um, change your life. And it doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter who you are. Um, if you put the right things in place, if you surround yourself with the right people, if you get your mind straight, mm-hmm. you can do whatever the heck you want. And I want as many people to know that um, as possible. I love it. Jen, thank you so much. Jen Scalia, changing lives, leaving a legacy, helping others, having fun, trying to keep herself going and business going and and help herself. Great story, Jen. You're inspiring to all of your clients and to us here at The Business Machine. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. That was great. Awesome. Well, thanks. And Jen Scalia, you'll find all that stuff in the show notes. Just go to Jen, J-E-N-N, Scalia, S-C-A-L-I-A.com. And you can find her if you just search for Jen Scalia. She's all over the place, really. She is. She's all over. So you can find her, no problem. And with that, we'll leave you. And thank you for joining us today on The Business Machine. And we'll see you next time. I'm your host, Brian Town. Talk to you guys later. Hey guys, Brian here. I just wanted a quick note about Jen's podcast. I really enjoy talking to her. What a what a great story! And you know, just two years ago and two and a half years ago, she was in a really dark place. And man, she uh, really rose to the challenge and and you know turned it into this you know million dollar business. And I, you know, I just gave it gives us hope that there's there's opportunity out there every single day. And so I really enjoy talking to her. And I really liked that you know a lot of these uh, business owners like her digital marketing agencies and coach support talk about what they want to do what their legacy is. And and her legacy was, you know, to really help as many people as she can in business. And I just love that. I love talking to people like Jen. She's awesome. So definitely reach out to her. And I wanted to have you guys reach out to us at our website, michigancreative.com backslash video report. And there we just talk about the four or five different types of videos you guys can use for your marketing plan. And it's a great little report, has some examples of videos that we use and our clients use. So check it out, michigancreative.com backslash video report. See you next time guys.